Good evening, everybody. This is John Gerstenlauer, one of uh, Ron Legrand's mentors, uh, hosting the monthly Gold Club Q&A call. And uh, I'm calling you, I'm calling in from beautiful and warm and balmy Massachusetts. <laughs> Not really. And uh, my business partner's here as well. Yeah, hey, everybody. This is Scott. I'm even a little more north than where John is with that balmy weather that he's experiencing in Mass, which is not happening. But I'm up in New Hampshire. I'm Scott Poirier and uh, been on Ron's planet here for quite a few years as well. Uh, welcome aboard. Glad that everybody's here tonight. Look forward to some good uh, interactions and uh, answering your questions as best as we can. Um, you know, I just want to let sort of remind everybody that uh, we do hold uh, this call every second Monday of the month, which of course is tonight. Gold Club members can submit deals prior to the call that we're going to review right here. We'll, we'll go over those with you. Uh, if you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen, but you can't participate. Uh, so hopefully you still gain a lot just by listening in and taking all this stuff in, take really good notes. By the way, you can get more information and you can sign up for the Gold Club at www. Ron's Gold Club. That's R O N S, ronsgoldclub.com. That's right. And if you are a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal you submitted, press star six. Press star six in your phone. You'll be entered into the queue. If you are a Gold Club men member and you did not dial in on the interactive line, that is listed in your Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, you should hang up now and dial back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. So we're open for questions. I, I have, Scott, in front of me a PI sheet. Let's see. Sharenia. Uh, is Sharenia oh, on the – yeah. Do I have yeah. that one, John? Do we, yeah. Did I get that? Yes. Yes, you do. I do. All right. I sound like I heard Serenia is already on the line. Yes, I am. Hi there. How Hi. are you? Hi, I am well. How are you? And balmy. Good. 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 Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Glad to have you on board. I'm definitely in Illinois. You're in Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, yes, I submitted my, my PI sheet and um, have a question. Okay. Um, for this property, it has a, um, it's a condo, and mm -hmm. it has an, an, a monthly assessment. When I am, what happens if they if they do an increase in the assessment, do I go back and I increase the rent at that time? How is that handled? I may be thrown off by the question about assessment. Yeah, to the bottom of the, of the sheet, it says, it's a condo association, HOA, association. I'm going to say, 379. I can see you're pretty close there. Is it Sherenia? Is that how you pronounce your name? Yes. Okay, so I see that the monthly payment for the existing mortgage is six seventy five. If you add the three seventy nine to that, you're over a thousand bucks a month. So you're kinda of tight. You get the rent comps at almost thirteen hundred bucks. There's still cash flow in there. 
but I understand your question. If that fee goes up, uh, that 379, if it goes up, then um, it, you're going to be you're going to be underwater. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that what you're talking about? Right. Right. So, um, well, something we've done in the past is that uh, now you could either just in your for your tenant buyer you could just put in your agreement with your tenant buyer a mm-hmm. an annual increase in rents, or we've both done before another deal is where we have tied the increase in rents to the increase in taxes and uh, insurance. You could do the same thing here. So that, let's suppose you've got 200 bucks a month cash flow built into your, into your uh, deal, and you could just say for the next five years, say, rent's going to stay the same unless condo, you know, costs to you go up, condo, associ- condo association fee, maybe plus taxes and insurance, that kind of thing. Okay. So We've do I put that, that in the lease or do I put that on the uh, agreement for the, the, sale, the purchase agreement? You know, this would be between you and the tenant buyer. Right. So I put that in the lease. Correct. Okay. Okay. Is everybody there? Yep. Okay. Um, can I ask one more question? Can you hear me? Of yes. Course. Okay. Um, when I'm doing the paperwork for the purchase with the with the buyer, um, there is a place in there for property description. Where do I get that from? I, I know it's a website I'm supposed to copy it and paste from, but I don't remember where. This is on what, what document is this on again, please? On the re- on the the purchase and sell the purchase agreement. Right. There's a place well, for the property description. Right. Other than the address, I'm thinking like where do, where do I get that from, or 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 is the address sufficient? The address is generally sufficient, but sometimes we've used that where. Um, where there's something unique that, for example, the, the, it's a house that's for sale at a certain address, and we want to make sure that the purchase and sales agreement is clear, that it includes the 40 acres in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. sometimes if there's something else, you say, ooh, this is a little house, but it's also got 40 acres. I might write in that description, house mm-hmm. at the below address, including the 40 acres that's on the deed, say, whatever. Technically, that section that says it's a, a legal description, if, if you were to get really technical, that would probably come from the existing deed in the registry of deeds. But it's really not that critical. I mean, this is a purchase sales agreement. This is, this is something between you and the owner so that you'll be able to close and take title to the house, deed in your name or your LLC's name. And... Generally speaking, just the address is adequate. I've seen it done many times with just an address. Scott and I only fill in that extra description if there's something unique about the property or if we're concerned about something about the property that, uh, to make sure it's clear what mm-hmm. the property is that we're buying. That makes my life easier. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. 
Uh, well, I, I just made all that up. No, I'm kidding you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, I'm just kidding. stressing over that. I'm like, holy smokes. <laughs> What's this scripture? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I've been to many, and I've seen, I've seen it done that way. And I, I know that uh, I've seen uh, Brian. Brian's uh, one of our mentors, quite frankly. And uh, Brian Wolf, and, and I've seen him do that. Well, that's blank. And so I said, yeah, I, I thought that was okay. My mind, okay, it's okay to be blank, and it is. We've done many deals. Scott and I have done many deals where that was left blank. Because quite frankly, we're going to close in 10 days, maybe two weeks. And once you close right. and take the deed in your name, that document becomes, that's now called an executed contract. It's complete. It's done. It's behind you. And what counts now is what's recorded by your attorney in the Registry of Deeds. Okay. Okay. And that's what the lawyer does. Thank you so much. I appreciate exactly. that. You got it. You're welcome. You You're welcome. It. Is that it? Okay. Uh, oh. We have another caller. You all set now? Oh. You all set, Shirley, right? I think she might have just hung up. Good. Well, I have another one here. Hello? Okay. We have, we have another caller on the line. Who is this, please? Yeah, hi. My name is Kay, and I have a question about leads. Um, I know Ron always says that Zillow is a good source, and he gets a lot of leads um, from the Gold Club from there. But what I'm running into is these people have already taken the pictures and listed the properties, and a lot of them want to basically sell uh, parallel or in conjunction with me, which, of course, isn't going to work. So do I just assume these people are just – a waste of time or you know what's what should I do in that situation I mean in other, in other words I already got the, the thing on Zillow it didn't cost them anything um, you know they've got the picture so what do you suggest in that situation how do you convince them that you know you will do all the marketing and also do we take new pictures or do we ask them to let us use the pictures they've already got I just don't know how to handle the situation with people sure. already trying to sell it themselves yeah I think I want to get a little more clarity about what what you're asking there Kay and by the way welcome to the call glad you're with us thank you and and I didn't catch the name Scott and I'm John and John gotcha okay yep yep so so what you're doing is so you're going on Zillow and you're looking up Fizbo's and then you're are you reaching out to them yourself is that what you're trying to do make contact with them um yeah some of them I have yes and so you're you're saying now you're you're doing this trying to use Ron's uh, Ron's terms business. So when you reach out to them, you're saying some of them want to do they still want to sell it on their own. And then maybe yeah, and I seem to be running into this quite a lot. And you know, I've got Ron's term system, and I'm, you know, I'm I've studied the script and rehearsed, you know, like Ron suggests. But yeah, it's just they they tend to want to control the whole situation. So. I don't know if these are just suspects or if you have some um, sure. better ideas. And I'm in Louisville. Yeah. Where are you guys at? I'm in New Hampshire. Oh, okay. That, yeah, that's that, that's a, that's a little more north of you, and John's in Massachusetts, so so we're, oh, we're okay. up here. So, but okay. So let me let me uh, let me see if I can quote Ron on this based on this one scenario that you're throwing at me or us. You whack them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you just say, yeah, okay, have, have, have a good life, and you move on to the next, uh, to the next, uh, you know, seller that you want to reach out to. Keep in mind too, and Ron's emphatic about this. 
most people you're going to talk to are going to be a complete waste of your time. They're right. Suspects. That's why Ron's scripts are beautiful. Listen, I've been doing real estate for a while. These are the best written scripts I've seen. Good psychology in there. They are designed to weed out people very, very quickly that are going to waste your time. So once you bump into that and they say, well, hey, I still want to try to sell it on my own, yeah, you just make it clear and say, listen, I, I understand if we go into contract, that's what, that's what I would want to do, go into an agreement with you that this is how it is that we're going to buy your house. Is that something you would consider doing? If they say no, you move on. You just move that's on. what I thought. I thought they were suspects, yeah. yes, because I'm, you know, I'm emphatic. I'm not going to do some parallel marketing and not get waste our time and money and not get paid. So that's what I suspected. And I, I've had, you know, some people even call me back numerous times, and I even suspect they're trying to get information how we do it, you know, get our marketing ideas, which, of course, I'm not yeah. going to reveal. I won't even give anyone a copy of any of the agreements unless they sit down and sign it with me because, you know, they may want to take that and copy it and do it themselves. So that's yeah. what I sus suspected. I just uh, – I suspected they were suspects. I just wondered if you had any ideas, but that's what I'll do. I'll just whack them. <laughs> whack them. That's great, Kay. That's Thank awesome. you so much. You got it. Good talking to you. Good talking to you. I'll just talk to you guys again soon on the call. All right. Okay, cool. See you. Bye. Next. Next on, who's this, please? Hi, I have Tracy here. Hey, Tracy. Where are you from? Hi. Hi. So I have a, um, a house that I was watching uh, for a while or um, it's been since about October, end of October. Uh, about the time that I got to it, it went under contract. So it had been listed, but I think it was a FISBO before that, then they listed it. And it got under contract with a, with a realtor uh, and the buyer. And yeah. um, so I, you know, it was waiting. They expected it to close, but it hasn't. And they've given the person several extensions, and they ha they're having finance problems or financial problems on getting it closed. So since that's right up our alley to help, and what I was wondering is though with the realtor involved, if their contract hasn't expired or they haven't gotten released from that yet, um, and it's still you know working uh, as far as their contract goes, um, how can I um, maybe get in there and help with it? Um, like I say, help qualify that buyer. And I'm sure the seller is willing to still pay the agent their commission and everything. Uh, I don't want any legal problems or, you know, them getting involved, uh, especially uh, how much do they have to see or know about my end price with the buyer, if you do like a lease option, anything like that, where you recommend what paperwork and things of that nature. I, I tell you what, I, uh, Tracy, I would be very careful with that. You. Mm -hmm. um, you really don't want to be talking to the owner, the seller, while they're under contract with the realtor. It, it, because if, any, if anything goes wrong, if anything went wrong, the, the realtor, believe me, realtors, uh, they, they have very sharp teeth, and they're going to come after you for what's called tortious interference. And uh, you may be wearing handcuffs someday. You, know, and you, you just don't want to be going down that path. So I think your best bet is just to stand by and watch and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, now, you, you, you might you might be able to see it on on Zillow. It's might, does it say under agreement under agreement on Zillow or something like it that? It was pending. Um, so what he did, I guess, the last time, 
when um, they couldn't get the financing going. He put it back on as a FISBO right now. It's been the last uh, several days. And so, I, you know, we back up to my email. We haven't spoken verbally, but it's been communicating by email. And um, so it's been pending for a long time, and it's gone back to FISBO now, but they still are thinking they, they're trying to get that person closed. Well, wait now. Oh. It's it's wait. Yeah. It's a is it a FISBO or is it under agreement with a realtor? Well, both because he he changed the status back on um, Zillow to FISBO, so it sort of put it back on market. But they're still, I think, working with that realtor, that buyer, to see if they can get. Well, a well okay. No, now here's what you should do. And now I'm gonna have to retract what I said, Tracy, because if it's a FISBO, that's for sale by owner. Right. And they're advertising as a FISBO. You have every right to call that person. Say, are you selling this? Right. Or is it because there's different kinds of contracts too with realtors. There's exclusive right to sell, and there's exclusive agency. And there's all kinds of different kinds of contracts. Or just the the owner may have the right to sell it himself. So, right. yeah, with, based on that, what you're telling me, if it's a FISBO, call them up, mm-hmm. and don't. And I I would start the call by not even mentioning the realtor. I would say those. So you're selling this house yourself. I see you listed as a FISBO, as a for sale by owner. Are you selling this house yourself? Right, and uh, you might. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would. I think I would suggest. Scott, do you agree with that? Oh, a- a- absolutely. But let, let me add. Let me add a little bit more uh, texture to this as well. So, and cause I, what I understood you to say too, Tracy, is that maybe you were going to see if you could. I think you used the language. See if you could qualify their buyer. Yeah, I mean, help them out. You know, the way that we would do it where they don't have to look to the bank for their qualifying yeah. and things of that nature. Get them under a lease option. Type yeah. deal. Which, which could, yeah. could be a possibility, but I want you to keep your options open. Don't back yourself in that corner okay. um, and keep your options open. I would almost tend to maybe bypass it right now. I'm not saying I wouldn't consider it. I'd rather go to my marketing and bring in my buyer and not, uh, and not be in a position where the seller uh, is so emotionally attached to this other buyer because they want this to happen by like next Thursday or something you may back yourself into a corner. So just, just be careful with that. I would keep my options open. You just let them know, I'm interested in buying your house. Those are the words that come out of our mouth. Hi, I was calling about your house for sale. Looks like it's a for sale by owner. Is that right? And this person says, yeah, yeah, I'm selling it. I'm selling it myself. And even if they say, yeah, I'm working with a realtor, but I have, I have the right to sell it myself, say, great. Well, I'm definitely interested in buying your house. The advantage you have is you know that something is falling through and then I'd rather you rely on your own marketing because you may find a really good buyer that's got the down payment that you're looking for. You may have somebody, I don't know what the situation is with this other buyer. I don't know that I'd go there. I'd want to go to my marketing, try to get the best down payment I could get with my tenant buyer, as well as the best cash flow that I can get. Yeah, I see lots of problems with this deal. I see lots of problems, too, with this deal, Tracy, because – so who, who's going to pay the realtor if, if you were able to pull this deal off with the buyer and get in, in? But then the seller has to become the bank, which is we know that's how it works, and they're going to be – that's a bad place to be. Yeah. It's a bad place to be. Yeah, yeah. It, it's better for you to say to the, to the sellers, hey, you, know, you don't have to pay any commissions with me. And right. That's right. So you're going to bring in your own buyer, and the seller's not paying it. You're making this deal look much sweeter. Don't complicate it. Yeah, because I was thinking since we got a buyer on the table already who wants the property <laughs> so badly um, that they've been, you know, doing this with them for so long that maybe we can use that in my favor. And um, as long as I don't have any trouble, you know, legal trouble, and they would still, like the seller would still pay the realtor the commission. 
That's not an incentive, though, for your when you're on the on the call with that seller. Because keep in mind, too, you're trying to you're trying to convince them that selling to you on terms is, is a good um, option for them. But if they're now still paying commission because you're going to try to salvage this other this other person, and what if you can't salvage it? And now you're in the middle of that. I think it's complicated personally. Yeah, so he did, um, I'm seeing his email, the last email he um, sent to me, um, he put his phone number in there, so I could probably try calling him, but we had been communicating only by email, that was the contact he had in the listing, and um, I I have a kind of little short email right here um, that he sent me, I could read it, but um, he's taking backup offers, that's why he listed it back again. It said, I've moved the listing back to active. In the instance, we need to begin to take backup offers. So I hope this helps uh, feed on the situation. Please let me know if you have any questions. At, at the oh, time. So, um, so, so they are listing it then? Yeah, he listed it back up, and um, he had okay. given them four extensions to that buyer, and he just listed thank it back. Him for the, uh, thank him for, for the email and say, hey, I, I'd like to check back with you here in a few weeks. Let's just see how things are going. You're not going in on a backup offer. That, that doesn't make any sense. You're going to leave that alone. And if, and if they close, then obviously they, they close. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about that. Right. But if this falls through again, you just keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it goes back on the market, then you just call this guy, go with Ron Scripps. I'm calling about my interest in buying your house. You want him to hear that. Right. And then obviously, you know, if this guy can't sell it, and now you're saying you want to buy it, he says, great, I want you to buy it. And say, well, let me tell you how I buy that's why you're going to use Ron Scripps, monthly right. payments and so on, right? And yeah. that's, that's how you do it. And um, try, try not to water down or minimize those scripts because they really are designed to identify a motivated seller or a non-motivated seller, and they work Yeah, really I go well. right down to myself, so I yep. use them. And um, so you send best thing, get a fresh buyer, and... Um, even so if the, the agent, the realtors get paid, you think they still, there can be some problem? Well, no. If they, if, if they go into, let, let's make sure we understand this. Now, if, you, if, if the seller has the right to still sell it to you as, um, on terms, the, uh, the realtor is out of the picture at that point. Once you're in an agreement, it's over for the, for the realtor. You've got the, you have equitable interest now in the property. You've got a I had asked a question to Ron in the last meeting on the 7th, and he didn't yep. mention that for a certain number of months, like four months or something, the realtor uh, could still have, um, legally have the right to get paid, um, especially in this case they That's brought correct. a buyer. But um, I looked it up. For on, that on, buyer, on, yes. Yeah. For I that buyer. Right. So I looked it up online, you know, too, and it depends on what's in their contract. And then, you know, yeah. just to, to keep things smooth, too, I wouldn't have any problems as long as the seller is paying it because um, that's the agent of the seller, and they brought that buyer. I wouldn't see why we can I, – I can talk to the seller and say, well, you still pay that agent the commission. And then hopefully they wouldn't have any problem, and we get that buyer in, um, and I get them under uh, lease option no. myself, get the buyer under I lease option. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. That gets right. to be a gotcha. mess. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, it's good. It's good talking to you, Tracy. Did, did you have any other questions? I think that's it for now. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. You have a great night. Th- thanks you for too. Uh, jumping in. Yeah. Good talking to you. Right. Bye bye. So, Scott, next. 
on the phone is a guy named Tyrone. Tyrone. I think I, yes, I, think I know this guy. Is this our Tyrone? <laughs> this is. Uh, it is. No, it's my Tyrone. Oh, it's your Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> how you guys Tyrone, how you doing? Wonderful. Blessed. Blessed. Good. Good. Great. Great to hear. So are we. This is my first time actually calling in on a monthly call. Wow. Wow. Glad to have you on here, man. This is fun. We always have fun doing this. Yes, yes, absolutely. Quick question for you. I just want to know um, um, maybe some of the other students on the call, if anyone, um, yeah, issues with, with Zillow. Um, I have a number of searches set up on the Zillow website, um, but you know, we're not getting the usual emails that, that would come and letting me know that there's a, a new FISBO or the the physical dropped its price. They're basically getting um, almost nothing from from Zillow. Also, with the, the 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 Gold Club leads are also not pulling in anything from Zillow. Now, this might be a Zillow issue, but I'm just wondering: Does um, have you heard of any students that have cracked this nut, or what's going actually going on? I have not heard of a problem. I'll tell you what, I'm looking here at my inbox, and I got a Zillow email today with two matches for my, my area and my price range. So um, I can only say, even as, a, as recently as of this morning, 5.20 a.m., I got an email from Zillow with, uh, with, my, with Fizbo's. So um, I, I can't explain what's going on with, with your uh, – maybe – Maybe just no no new uh, no new uh, fizbos in your area that you that you're you've uh, put in for your range for your, your geography, or there's a price range too, right? Right. So there's a number of filters that you can obviously um, right. put in, and uh, so I've been touring around with it uh, pretty, for the last couple of days to see um, if you know, and I agree they they do come in like five o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. I just haven't been having any success with that. Um, I will continue to um, uh, to tweak the, the filters. Um, I just thought that maybe somebody might have had some success with this. I know when I read on the, um, the Gold Club website, um, there are other students that have issues with um, the, the new upgrades that Zillow has um, laid down. Um, but um, yeah. like I said, it's probably a Zillow issue, um, not so much we can do on our end. But I haven't <laughs> changed anything, and normally I'll get, I would, I would say, you know, conservatively, that I would get more leads um, than I would actually chase down. But um, nothing is coming in oh, via email, nothing is coming in via the Gold Club. But when I do go on the website, okay, it will list my searches and the updates according to, you know, the list of new FISBOs. It will list the updated FISBOs that are already if the uh, owner dropped the price. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Um, are you not getting the email at all, the daily email? No. Zero, so you know, zero. Check your spam. Check spam. Yeah, that, 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 okay. that's a good point. But you know what, Ty Tyrone, you may want to do this. Do a, uh, for the next three or four days, do a manual search and see if you can identify new FISBOs that are being added to Zillow. 
because that'll tell you something. If oh, yeah. you take a look manually, you don't see any new FISBOs, and there are no new FISBOs in your area. Um, it, wouldn't, it would seem weird to me, though, that you know, several days would go by and not a single FISBO would have been posted. So that might be an indicator anyway for you. Just going to do a manual search and see if you can find some that you're not getting in an email. And then if that's the case, it's probably something with your filter or something that Zillow may be blocking. But they are restructuring. There's no doubt about it. They're doing stuff. So here's what I would say, too. What I would do is also, and I think you can set up several automated emails. So you've got your FISBO one. I think you can go into your Zillow account and set up a second notification email. I'm quite certain you can. And I would just say, I would just put my second notification email, set it up all the same except your criteria. There's no price range. There's, there's, it's not FISBOs. It's just new, new houses that have just hit the for sale. You know what I'm saying? Just for sale in the past 24 hours, okay. whatever. And just give that a run, a, a real broad criteria so that almost nothing gets filtered out in your zip code, wherever you put in there, and just see any new houses at all that are for sale. And just to see if that okay. email comes through. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that. Um, yeah, it, it, when I went on this um, this morning, I, I see several new physicals that have come in um, that I was not notified about. But, um, yeah, um, I'm going to try that um, just a, a, a wide net, cast a wide net, take out the, um, um, you know, the pricing criteria um, for, for, for at least my county and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. You can, and you could just, I, I think, I would first try by setting up a whole new, uh, email and search criteria. So leave the, the existing FISBO in place so you're not messing around with that maybe. And they just leave that and try a second one at the same time with this wide net, this cast a wide net. And it's not just for sale by owner. It's any house that's added to Zillow maybe in your in your zip code or whatever. And just see if that, that email comes through. Now, do you say you have a problem with with the Gold Club uh, email too? The Correct. FISBOs there? Correct. The, yeah, the, call, the wife, give a call yeah, down the wife there. has been dealing, dealing with that and uh, she right. says there's hardly anything coming in now, you know, on uh, via Zillow, and maybe maybe one she's gotten in the last couple of days. Okay. Maybe maybe it's because of all this election fatigue and all that kind of stuff. The whole country's <laughs> going on. Who knows? Maybe they're hosted by Amazon Web Service and they got shut down. <laughs> Just a joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just, just thought I, I would I throw that out there. Maybe there was some um, somebody had cracked the nut already because I know I didn't yeah. change much on my side, and um, yeah. they just they, they pretty much dwindled down to it that the, uh, the the lead flow has um, you know almost dried up. So gotta yeah. do something. I mean, if I gotta do it manually, I'll do it manually. But it'd be, it's nice to wake up um, with your cup of coffee and have you know <laughs> a half dozen yeah. new leads there. Yeah, right. I guess, and, and right. I was only suggesting doing that just to see if if you actually can find them, and which and, and if you do, it just means something's going on with with your criteria or something, or Zillow's blocking it, one or the other. So um, let's do let's do this. Let's do one more thing here. Let's uh, we got a lot of listeners on tonight, so let's just put out kind of a of a, a blast broadcast. Any other. Uh, students or attendees here on tonight's call who has any experience with this that may have 
a little bit of light to shed on it. Please, uh, please press uh, star six, get into the queue, and, yeah. uh, and add your two cents. We'd love to hear from anybody else who may have had similar experience. And I know that uh, not only Tyrone, but Scott and John will benefit, and so will the rest of the crowd who's on the call. So we really appreciate anybody who has anything to weigh in on that. Yeah. All right, Tyrone. <laughs> Thanks Tyrone, a lot, guys. Anything else, uh, anything else you want to ask? No, that's it. That's it. Uh, I appreciate the time. All right. Great. All right. Great that's talking good. to you. Good talking to you. Yep. Likewise. All right. And let's see. Next, Kevin. Is this Kevin? It is. Kevin, out of the Houston area. How are you guys tonight? Good, Kevin from Houston. We're doing great. I bet you it's just as cold down there as it is here. <laughs> Not really. It ain't bad, man. I went for a bike ride <laughs> for exercise. It's in the mid-40s. Not too bad. Oh, nice, sweet. Well, that's, I think that's you got so it a little cool. chilly up there. That's still cool for Houston, though, mid-40s. But uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, well, yeah, we've had what weird got? weather, a lot of snow yeah. in, uh, in the county regions around here, which is unusual yeah. for us, but nothing in Houston. Okay, a couple yeah. questions, actually. Um, what is your most effective advertising, uh, maybe the top three? What's working for you guys right now? Well, yeah, traditionally, and I mean, it's, you know, as we go round and round with this, I think our, our best performers are things like bandit signs. I can tell you that we do some upper end stuff as well, though. I mean, we're, you know, John and I have been doing this for a while. So our, our presence on like Google AdWords, pay per click, (coughs) but that's high end, that's higher end stuff. That's really not um, an entry level because, you know, it's going to be costly. Um, those are really, I mean, th- th- those two, I-, I-, I can tell you that because we're also pretty established here as well. Word of mouth uh, is mm. very helpful for us. Uh, and sometimes, okay. you know, we've, we've been able to do some business with just because of people, say, at our church, maybe through family, other friends. Um, and we are networked with other investors. Uh, we've picked up other properties that way as well. So I think I think the okay. more that you get established, I would encourage you get the word out that you are yep. in real estate and that you are motivated yep. to yep. help people, and that gets I'm trying to do that. I've, I've actually and, been doing it for a few years as a hobby, but uh, ramping up this year. Different approach. Joined the mentoring program. Ralph is uh, my mentor. I don't know if you guys know Ralph. Um, so are you on Craigslist or Facebook? Are you using either one of those? So, yeah, we, we, we've done – I mean, we're kind of on and off on Craigslist. We, we've had, had some deals on Craigslist. We haven't, haven't really been doing the, the Facebook for sellers. We use Facebook a lot for our buyers. Um, you know, so, there, I mean, there are a lot of different platforms. But, yeah, so we haven't really done much for sellers okay. on Facebook. Well, I've got – my VA through uh, Ron's site um, calling, alternating. They're they're sending alternating ads every other every two or three days to Facebook and Craigslist. Good. And Good. did you guys set up as a business there, or did you did you advertise as a person? I'm wondering if I should set up a separate account uh, for on Facebook, for example, and also if you guys are using Messenger. Yeah, so um, so again, and Messenger is going to be on, on Facebook. So we're doing that, you mm-hmm. know, for, for buyers primarily. 
Uh, and so okay. we drive traffic. I don't have buyers calling me uh, directly, but it is, but it is through it is through our business name. It's it's not through well. I say that in order for me to still set it up, it still has to go through my name, I guess. Um, uh, but our, when we're yeah, I guess our, that you can put you put your name on there as a business, but if they dig down, they can find out your personal name, right? Not. I'm trying to understand. No, no, okay. not, not on Facebook. No, even though that everything gets established through your name on Facebook, they they can't find you. In other words, when you create your business page, but but uh, Kevin, if you go to Marketplace. You can't yeah. go to marketplace through your business page. That's through your per, uh, your your profile, so they know it's okay. You. Are you guys uh, doing that? I think that's okay. Sure. Oh, a- absolutely. I I, I think okay. that's okay because because you can also set up on marketplace. You can set up a um, an automated questionnaire type thing where you're asking questions or you're telling <laughs> them where you want them to go when they ask something. We'll have them either you know we'll have it in there that they call a phone number which is Pat Live. Or they go to our okay. website to fill out our exclusive buyers list. So we've got some of that okay. stuff automated. So when they ask a question, that's what it sends them. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. The last thing you want to do is start taking, especially with, and I'm talking about with buyers, taking messenger with buyer. These guys will drive you crazy. So <laughs> they're going to come out of the woodwork. Okay. Um, yeah. And most of them are okay. not worth talking. To. Yep. And you guys are. Um, you're putting a lot of people in. Uh, uh, we call it lease. Not it's not lease purchase. It's uh, owner finance. I'm sorry. In Texas, we uh, have been suggested that we don't use. We don't sell on a lease purchase. That right. we just do um, owner finance. Can we finance? That's, that's more than a suggestion. It's a law in Texas. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think you can do it. It's just so complicated that nobody wants to touch it. You got to do a specific statute. I've read the statute, and and ahead, so um, you can do some things. It's not it's not just a cut and dry though lease purchase. It's it's a you do a land contract or there's, a, there's some ways you could do it, but it's not a lease purchase. The lease the lease option is is uh, verboten in uh, in Texas. You you an attorney? Yeah. Yeah, you can talk to your attorney about that. Um, yes, but I haven't spoken to them about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You you can't you right, can't cool. do lease options. Okay. All right. Let me see anything else. Yeah, I think that's it, guys. Uh, All right. I'm hang around for a while, and uh, if I have another question, I'll jump back on. Okay. Sounds good. Stay warm in here. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, bye bye. Take care. Stay warm. All right. Who's on the line now? Hello, this is someone from Virginia. It's Dorothy. Dorothy, how you doing? This is John. Hi, how are you guys? I've seen you on the the recent uh, virtual uh, virtual events. Oh, oh. sorry. Well, <laughs> well, well. I want to encourage Dorothy to, to remember that the camera puts on fifteen pounds, so don't don't think we really look that way. Oh, you guys look fine. <laughs> you're so nice. So, Dorothy, you're, it looks like you're in Northern Virginia, I'm going to guess. That's right. Yeah, excellent. I used to live there. So, uh, what's, what's, up? what's in your mind tonight? Country. Oh, yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, my question was, uh, I start to see a lot of foreclosures. 
And I was wondering how would you approach uh, foreclosures, uh, like in, in terms of a script? Is there a special script for foreclosures? There is. For people pre- placing, I guess, pre-foreclosure would be more accurate. Yeah, if it's already, it's already, if it's been foreclosed upon, that's it. It's done. <laughs> but there is a script for the foreclosures. Ron, yep. It's in Ron's script pack. Oh, okay. It's in the the terms for it, or I, you know, I know. I don't know if it's in the. I think it is. I think it is. I'm looking at it now. Uh, script for pre-screening sellers in foreclosure or behind on payments that appear to be short sale candidates is one of the scripts here. Okay. Um, okay. Have you gone to Quick Start? Yeah, yeah, I did. But I don't oh, page, I mean, I remember I think he page mentioned 42. it. Oh, he mentioned yeah. the pre-foreclosure, but I didn't know if there was a special separate. Yeah, the script is in the, it's in the Quick Start Manual. That I know. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. You're right. It's page 42. Right. It's called script for pre-screening sellers in foreclosure or behind on payments. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Yep. And what about like a yellow letter? Could you send a yellow letter to somebody in the pre-foreclosure? Oh, of course. Yep. And would you? How would you word word that? Send that yellow letter. I want to buy your house. Yeah, exactly the <laughs> That's way. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> you wouldn't yeah, pay special warning because they're in foreclosure. What, what what you want to be careful of, what you don't want to do is be reaching out to someone saying, hey, I know that you're in pre-foreclosure. It, it puts them in a very vulnerable uh, position. But if you've got them, if you've got either a list that you can, that you, can you know, mail to, uh, uh-huh. that's just an issue of timing. So here they are. They know they're in pre-foreclosure. They know they're in trouble. And now a yellow letter shows up and says, hey, I want to buy your house. That's it. Simple as that. It, it'll be hit or miss. Right, right. Okay. Yep. All right, that sounds good. Thank you. All, All right, right Dorothy. Good talking to you. Yes, nice talking to you guys. Good night. Yep. Okay. Stan. Yes, can you hear me? I can hear you. This is John and Scott's on as well. Hey, I'm Stan here. I'm in the Kansas City market. And uh, well, I did have a couple of questions. One, uh, the uh, option, um, a lease with option, has there's been a few problems uh, with folks that that uh, don't make their payments through the process, and as a result, uh, a lot of them get a get uh, an attorney sends them a letter, and they have to evict them. And it's caused the uh, the realtors to they came up with a different contract package, and I just wonder. I noticed that on ours, uh, with Ron's program, it's a lease with an option. It's all on one document. And here, it's a, there's three components: there's a rental agreement, an option agreement, and the actual co- purchase contract. And the, and the uh, so so okay. So let me explain something. In the way we do things in uh, in on Planet Run, <clears throat> if you are going to lease option, if you as a business are going to lease option from the owner of the property, because he doesn't want to transfer title, whatever reason, he's afraid to transfer title, and he doesn't want to do that. He, so you say, well, I could lease it from you with an option to buy, and they may be comfortable. We've done that. They may be comfortable. So that document, the lease 
and the option are all in the same document. Okay, that's one document, a lease option document. Now, when you turn to your buyer, your tenant buyer, there's a lease document and there's a separate option document. Yep. Okay? That's the way we do. So for all, I, I think, well, here in, in the Northeast, <clears throat> for all of our tenant buyers, every one of them has a lease document and an option document. <clears throat> Two different documents. So have I made the use of those documents clear? Yes. I. They're... Uh, now, in the document, there, there's a rent document and, a, and an option document. Do you say, like, where you are? Is there a, uh, how about the contract itself, the terms of the deal when the option's exercised? That's the option. With, you're talking with your tenant buyer now, right? Not with the guy yeah. you bought it from, or, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with your tenant buyer, the option, it, he has an option agreement. He, he, what he's doing is he's leasing the property from you. It's a, it's a standard lease agreement. It's on the Gold Club. You can, if you don't have it, it's on the Gold Club website. You can get that and download it for free. And so he is just a tenant who is leasing a property from you. Says, nothing, is, about, says nothing about the option, Stan. That lease correct. agreement never references the option. No, it's very important. Very important. Yeah. Inside the lease agreement does not say anything about an option agreement. Okay. Okay? So, if you ever so, have to evict somebody, you do not want to cloudy things up in front of the court with a an option agreement you are just evicting under the lease agreement the option is you don't talk about the option yeah okay that's avoid a a uh, equitable interest situation i guess with the judge well well it, it's you know it's um, we 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 never ever lie to the court we never ever lie to the government but we just don't do their homework for them <clears throat> now the truth is the, the, if you've got a tenant who's defaulted on his lease, your contract in that lease says if he defaults on that lease, you get to throw him out, evict him properly with due process, but you get to, to evict him, and that's the agreement. He made the agreement. So, I mean, I, I hate to do it. We've done it several times. I hate to do it, but you do what you've got to do in business, and if people don't yeah. pay you, then you've got you to remove them. Yeah. Okay, so that clears that. Let me let me let, let me just add a, a, maybe a couple more cents in on all that too. So we have been forced, or we have had to evict some people, but we also have helped people who have uh, who have not paid. We have helped to move them along, right? So that we don't have to do that. That should always be your first and third move before you go to you know try, try to evict them. Try to Thank just you, get them out of that property. Yep. It'll make your life a lot easier, and frankly, it'll be cheaper. And we just don't want to keep going to court, right? And it's not like we've got a lot of people that do this, but we have a way of just trying to help people get out of the property who are not paying so we can avoid Yeah, hey, you can pay them rent. You can say, look, this isn't working. Why don't you find another apartment someplace else, not costing as much, and I'll even help you with your first month rent or your two months of rent. Whatever you think is fair, I'll help you. And I'll tell you something, it can be yeah. a lot cheaper to pay that guy's first month rent someplace else than it is to take him to court. Yeah. You're yeah, helping him. That. You're helping him. So, yeah. So, negotiation is always a better. Yeah. yeah. You know, Scott and I play good cop, bad cop, and guess which one's the bad cop? <laughs> so, anyway, so anyway, Stan, I, I'm, you know, yeah, sometimes I have, sometimes you have to bare your teeth. But, but Scott's absolutely right. We don't, we don't first go out swinging and punching. We first try to help these people 
to, so it's a win-win. So they can get out, get out from under this. They can't afford maybe whatever's going on in their lives. We, we don't even have to even know, but we try to help them. And, uh, and yeah, that's the best we approach, Jake. Yeah. Hope this has been helpful, uh, Sam. Yeah, very much. Also, uh, you guys were talking about Zillow leads uh, for uh, FISBOs. And then, yeah, right. And I wonder, what's the difference between Zillow, FISBO, and the Gold Club Zillow? Aren't they all coming from this pretty much the same source, or are the Gold Club no, pulling no, no. FISBOs? No, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. I, you know, I know Ron's uh, system in the Gold Club, I know he, he, it's, it's an automated system, I believe, and they scoop in FISBOs from lots of uh, online services, but I don't know if they're able to scoop up the actual Zillow. So if someone puts a FISBO on, say, FISBO.com, and it, it also gets landed on Zillow, well, Ron's system will pick it up. But if a person just goes into Zillow and put, only puts it in Zillow, I don't, I don't think Ron has a... Uh, a bot or a spider of some kind in that, in, that takes it, no Nick would know, but that takes that information instantly. So the whole point is, is right. that go through, and not only that, maybe your criteria is a little different on Zillow, maybe a slightly different area or price range or whatever it would be. So look on Zillow. You might find some FISBOs that are not on your list. And if that's so, send it to your VA. Put it in the list. That we, uh, we, we also routinely will have the VAs just go ahead and outsource and go on Zillow uh, right. to look for them as well. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so there's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of overlap, but not any one system grabs them all. Yeah. Okay, I wonder how that worked. I just signed up for the Gold Club here very recently, and I got my first list on Saturday, and it was, you yeah. know, they gave you two counties, and I got 49 all in one shot. So... That's because you first started it. it it's grabbing yeah. everything right now. Now it'll 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 slow down from there. You're not going to get forty every day. That's for sure. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah. But, yeah. Today I got one. So at least <laughs> yeah. I know that. I, right. I, I know. That All right. Well, it's working. That's yeah. System works right. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, also, uh, I was listening to some other uh, information on Ron and. and uh, uh, in one of his videos in the uh, Pretty House program. And the rap versus the subject, too. He said that if a guy's got problems and he's willing to let the house go to take just to get out from under the mortgage payment, but he's got good credit, Ron said, you know, I usually won't, you know, what's good for the guy so he could get another house if he moves on. He does a rap. A rap mm -hmm. really is a second mortgage, right, in most cases. Well, a wrap is, is an existing mortgage, existing mortgage by by the the first mortgagee, which is the bank, right? Right. Uh, and then what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to agree to pay that monthly mortgage. And other than a handshake, you need something a little more contractual. So you put in place a a note, wraparound note, and a wraparound mortgage. The wraparound mortgage gets recorded in the registry of deeds. So yeah, in the registry of deeds, you'll see there's a a first position mortgage, which is the bank, and then you basically come into a second position because you're in recorded after the bank's mortgage. But your mortgage, the words in your mortgage talk about the first mortgage and how it wraps around it. Now, in a wraparound, let's say the mortgage is a $120,000 balance on the mortgage, but the, the owner wants to sell it to you for $150,000. So it's not purely subject to it's. 120000 plus a $30,000. Well, typically, 
that $30,000 becomes a balloon payment after some term. Or sometimes you have to negotiate, okay, and I'll pay you, I'll pay the monthly mortgage and I'll pay you $100 a month, let's say, which then, then pays off his, his balloon payment, if you will. There's different ways to structure that. It just depends on what you can negotiate. In yeah. a perfect world, you let it be a balloon payment to the end of the term, five years, 10 years, whatever it is. We've done that. Okay, so if you're not going to just take it subject to, so this wrap mortgage doesn't have to be the the, the, the amount stated on the note would be the same as as the original mortgage. I mean, you don't have to add a few bucks to make it look like a that he paid that there's more uh, owed the no. than just the first. No, no, no. Just it it could your wraparound if it's a uh, if it's an alternative for a subject to and there's no balloon payment. Your wraparound would only refer to that first mortgage and say that this, this mortgage wraps around that, and that's the only liability in this one here. What the, what the mortgage lien does is it does a couple of things. First of all, if you get hit by that bus, you know that bus that drives around and hits people all the time. If you get hit by that bus, and, and all of a sudden your business is done, and you're not making payments, well, what that does is it gives that guy, the seller, the right to foreclose and take that house back. Okay? So he, he can... You're not getting paid. The mortgage is not getting paid. He has to do something. He can take the house back on, by, by foreclosing against you who are under a bus someplace. The other thing it does is if he goes, this is why Ron mentioned about the credit, good credit. If that person goes to get another loan for another house, the bank, that new bank is going to say, hey, you've got, I see you've got a, a mortgage here. You've got a liability on your records. And then he can produce this note and um, wraparound mortgage and say, yes, I do, but I have someone else who is paying for it, and I, it's not a liability. And depending on the bank's policies, oftentimes they just wipe it out. It's no longer a it's a it's a liability and an asset that nets out to zero. So that guy is able to get his new loan for his new home. That's another advantage. So we Scott and I don't do pure subject twos anymore, just because we think it it, it just looks better if we do a wrap. It doesn't cost us anything. It's a, we just do a wrap, and it, it's, I don't know, we think it looks better. Um, so it, it, that's what yeah, we do in like, kind of a business practice. Yeah, I like the, the idea. And a lot of sellers, the, the idea of just giving the, signing a deed and getting nothing for it, you know, it's a, although their back's against the wall, you know, they just got out of a divorce or they're headed for a new job in Texas or something, and they got to move. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that idea, and you know, get rid of that objection. And if I've got right. time, I have one other question for you. Sure. Corporation sure. versus I have both LLC that I own some property in, and I've also got a corporation that I've had for many years. In fact, I run most of my income through the corporation. And Ron never says to buy in your own name. So if I was to buy my corporation um, and, and or signs, it sounds like he kind of recommends that, you know, if you're doing a subject to or, or, or solar financing or whatever, you ought to put, take that corporate buy and put it into a land trust. Is that something you guys recommend on most of your deals? So your corpor- is your corporation a, um, a C corporation? Yeah. Yeah. No, see, I, I, don't, I don't have a C corporation. I don't need one. Um, I can see where I, I might want to have it, but I, I, it doesn't really fit me. But if I understand what you're saying, and I think what Ron will teach is, why not always put every property you buy into a trust, into a land trust? You buy a property into the land trust, always. It's a separate, 
it has a level of asset protection and it really has good anonymity. So it's, it separates one property from another. So you have one property in one trust, another property in another trust. You get separation and um, you, you might be, it's a better asset protection strategy, I think. Now, the beneficiary of the trust could be anything. It could be your C corporation. It could be your LLC. It could be, uh, it could be a, another trust be the beneficiary. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So it's a good practice. Put, I, we put all of our properties, even flips. When we're doing a renovation, a flip pro- a property, we'll put it into a trust. And that's all that. That's pretty easy to do with the paperwork that's in the Gold Club library. Absolutely, Ron has that the trust paperwork on the Gold Club. And so now I would suggest I would suggest that <clears throat> we we don't we've done a few where we've actually filed for uh, uh, EINs with the uh, the IRS. And, you know, an employment identification number with the IRS and made them entities in the eyes of the IRS. And in and, and those few, it got a little bit sticky and it could be a problem. So, uh, we don't do it anymore. We just, as Ron says, you fill out the trust, you put that trust paperwork right in your file folder. No one, it's not recorded. No one sees it. What your local state may require, I don't know what they're requiring in, uh, you're in either Kansas or uh, Missouri, whatever. I don't know what your state requires. Some states, Massachusetts being one of them, and New Hampshire too, you must record something called a certificate of trustee. And all it is is a piece of paper that says, I, the trustee, whoever the trustee is, I, the trustee, swear that I have the right to buy or sell this property, and it gets recorded with every transaction. It's just a, an, an, a, an affidavit that says that, and sometimes they call it affidavit of trustee. So this is something you would ask your attorney. You may need to have, mm-hmm. a, but, mm-hmm. but that doesn't that doesn't disclose anything. It doesn't tell who the beneficiary is. It doesn't tell you about price. It just says this person's a trustee or entity is a trustee and, and has the right to buy or sell this property. So, so that's something it, you ask your attorney. Okay. So if you buy in a in a corporation and put it in a land trust, your corporation could actually be the trustee. No, no, you don't. No, you don't buy it in the corporation and then put it in a land trust. You buy it in the land trust, and the corporation might become the beneficiary. Depending on your tax strategy and your, uh, you got to talk to your estate planning people. And I can't. Get, I'm not an attorney. I can't get into that. But <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not. You wouldn't buy it in the C corporation. You'd buy it in a trust. Buy it in the trust, and then decide who you want the beneficiary to be of that trust, as well as the trustee of that trust. From the get go, I mean, just. So you you don't even rec- say you're you're writing a contract or you agree with the seller and says okay I'm going to lease option this uh, your property with with the right to sublease and I'll pay you off one of my tenant buyer pays me off and well if you're if you're in a lease option from a if you're in a lease option from a uh, a seller you're not going to buy it you're going to le- you're not going to put it into a trust yeah <laughs> you're going to lease it. Uh, okay, so you're t- so only in your buying. So you're either doing seller financing, and uh, you, if you're doing seller financing, you buy it in a trust. Is that what you're any, saying? Any time, anytime we buy a property, we buy it in a trust. Okay. Well, That's just our, our policy. It works. It doesn't cost anything. It's easy. It gives you a little more protection. It gives you anonymity is number one. Number two, a little bit of asset protection. Some attorneys might debate that, but 50-50. Half of them say it does, half of them say it doesn't. So it doesn't cost anything, so why not try it? And then it, they decide who is the beneficiary. 
Is it your LLC? Is it your C Corp? There's different ways to do that. Okay. So when you when you doing seller financing, um, and you're you uh, you're buying it, you're going to name a trust. You know that's going to be right there on the, the the contract, right? The purchase and sale agreement. It doesn't have to be well, on the purchase. On the purchase and sales, you can sign. You can put your own name if you want. Put anything on the purchase and sales agreement that makes sense. Either your LLC or even your own name. But you're not going to take possession of the property in your name. Okay, you so would take you possession of the property in either a trust or an LLC or your C corporation if you desire. Closing. That's going to happen after closing. Right. But yeah. that's going to be okay. right. Yeah. There's language in the L in the in Ron's standard PNS that allows. If you put your name, say you don't have an LLC. Suppose you're just starting out. You don't have an LLC or nothing. And, you, and all of a sudden you get a deal. Oh, it's a great deal. Put your name down. Stan, Stan. Put your name down as the buyer on that P&S. You look at the first few sentences it says, or assigns. What that means is you, Stan, get to assign that purchase to your LLC or to your trust. So then you're able to actually execute the final transfer the deed in the name of LLC, trust, C-Corp, whatever it is you want to do that to. Okay. So that, that's, that's beautiful in that language. You, you're able to just uh-huh. make that assignment. I bet that's an aha <clears throat> moment for a lot of people. That's how it works. Yeah, okay. yeah. But you would never take possession in your own name. Yeah, trusts are taboo around here if you're asking the title company to provide title insurance. They just don't like them. But if they're not That's an insurance title, company, right? Yeah. No. And, yeah, they they just here they they, they want like First American, uh, which is a national company. They won't if you want to uh, deal with a put it in a trust. They don't want to do it if they're going to have to insure. I get it. We do it all the time. Stan, I hear you. we do it all the time, and we bought title insurance. Matter of fact, we've had this discussion with Ron several times about do you or don't you buy title insurance, and that's a that's a business decision. Well, we do buy it, Ron. I don't. I, don't, I think Ron says don't waste your money, but. You know, we still do it. We still buy title insurance, and we have we have never had a problem. And we oftentimes see Chicago title, and never had a problem with uh, getting title insurance when we put it into a trust. No problem at all. So Chicago title, yeah, they're they're here. They got several offices. So maybe I'm I'm just talking <coughs> to the wrong title companies. <laughs> it could be. There's it more than be. one. I, I, one I would really like to use, uh, they'll do double closings, you know, on a, on a uh, A to B and B to C, but, but uh, they, they won't do title insurance if it's a trust. So that, that's yeah. something I'll have to explore. Well, gentlemen, it's mm. been a real pleasure. And, and I've learned a lot. I appreciate it. Great, Stan. Good. Great talking to you. I know we got other folks waiting to jump in, but good, good talking yeah. to you, Stan. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Bye. Okay, have a good night. Good night. Try to move this along here. Here we go. Next, we have uh, is it is this Jose? Yes, it is. Hello, Jose. Everyone. How are you, um, Jose? John. I'm here. doing very well. Thank you for asking. How are you doing, guys? Great, great. What's up? Uh, listen, um, question on Fisbo. Um, when I do um, when I call um, the um, Fisbo, based on the um, list I get through email, um, every so often I get a seller that. Sort of, intri- I wasn't interested, but it's intrigued with the solar financing, but they don't know what is it about. So you know, they say, sounds interesting. For example, they say it sounds interesting, but how does it work? Uh, or I don't know. You know, I never heard of such a such a transaction. Can you send me a copy of the contract? You know, things like that. How do you handle that? What's your what's the best approach here to get to 
get over the hump. Okay, well, let me ask you a few questions and see if we can actually put something together. Would that be okay? Yeah, I do sure, everything. I do, I do everything with, with a question. I'm saying this is what I would be saying to the seller. Based on what you just asked me, that's what I would say mm-hmm. to the seller. And they say, well, you know, mm-hmm. can, you, can you show me the contract or whatever? I'd say I, I'd be happy to. Let me ask you a few questions uh, mm-hmm. so that we can put something together that, that, you know, if we can sort of land on the same page, I'd love to put something together for you to go ahead and take a look at, okay? I, mm-hmm. I turn everything into a question so I can control the conversation at that point. Right. What I've learned over the years, Jose, is that uh, is to try to identify someone who's just curious. Uh, once I realize that they're just curious, uh, I, I really want to get off the phone. Mm-hmm. And I had a hard time doing that at the beginning because I wanted I, I, I wanted to get a deal, right? And so I spent all this time like a dog chasing his tail, you know. Right. So. Um, so the way you answer it is not by telling them exactly how it's done, even if you could do it. And my guess is you might need a little more time to be able to figure all this out. But even if you have all the answers, it would be a mistake to answer all of his or her questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you the person who has actually taught me more than anybody else to practice the art of ignoring the seller, it's, uh, it's <laughs> Lynette. Okay? Lynette, yeah. Lynette. And, and it's because Lynette's going to stay in control of the conversation. She's really taught me a lot on that. Now, you don't want to be rude and blunt and all that, but what you say is, is uh, you know, I think I can explain that for you. I've got a couple of quick questions to ask you first. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that? And then if I don't answer your questions, I'd be happy to answer it after, okay? Most people are going to say, oh, okay. And if you bring them through Ron's script and they're not a motivated seller, you're going to hang up the phone anyway, and you don't have to waste your time answering all those other questions that would have been irrelevant anyway. Right? I see. So the, so the question is the script. Yes. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, stick with Ron's scripts as much as you can. I, I do realize mm-hmm. that sellers, sellers are asking their questions, acknowledge them, answer based on some of the rebuttals that, that Ron gives you the best that you can, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't, I wouldn't camp a long time there. And if someone's saying, hey, I just want to see your contract, I've never heard of this before. Can I see your contract? I'd say I'd be happy mm-hmm. to send it to you. Let me ask you a few questions so I can see what we can put on the contract so that right. we can go over it together, okay? I turn, mm-hmm. I, if you put an okay on you can make a statement, put an okay on the end of it, you're in control of the conversation because now you just right. turned a statement into a question. That's, That's remarkable. Amazing. People will follow your lead on that. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Well, I, I, I appreciate hope that was helpful. Anything else? Yes, oh, yes okay. it was. Very helpful. All right, Jose. Good talking to you. Okay, man. you have a good one. All right. Okay, thank you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kevin, you back on? Hello. Hello, Kevin? <laughs> I guess not. Kevin, you there? I think it's the same Kevin. I, I muted my phone. My bad. Sorry. About that. <laughs> uh, dang, dang Kevin from technology. Houston. <laughs> are, are you guys using the affiliates? Are you are you affiliates with Ron's page, and are you using any of the taglines at the bottom of your email? I'm just wondering if you are and how that's working for you. Taglines yeah, the fifty nine dollar deal. Uh, Ron's gone crazy, kind of thing. <laughs> No, no, I guess I, I guess we haven't. No, we're we're okay. I don't think we're really doing that. Okay. 
I was going to ask if you are using that, is it on every email or, or is it directed to a certain group? I guess is the way to ask that. So, I, so you're selling, you're selling, sending emails to uh, to uh, leads to potential prospects. Is that correct? Um, no, I would probably put this on uh, business partners, not somebody I'm I trying to buy a house from. Somebody who was curious. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's what should I do and what shouldn't I do. Yeah, I don't. In my in my business emails to, um, you know, if I'm talking to sellers and buyers, it's one thing in an email. But if I'm communicating with anybody in my business on business, I have a standard a standard uh, signature line. I get actually three or four of them depending on what what company I'm sending from. And on it, it's just got my name and uh, I don't know what else it's got. Hold on a second. I can tell you right now. It's got my name, my company name, my direct dial phone number. See, I don't want to give that to my real cell phone. I don't think we get it to buyers and sellers. I have my email address, I have a LinkedIn address, and I have the company website. That's just a little sign off of my email, you know. So I think it's very professional that way. It's pretty, pretty professional to do that. So do you have uh, the icons for like uh, Facebook or Twitter or anything uh, connected? No, I, I don't. You could. Well? You could. I don't have them. Yeah. I, 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 okay. I have a card on mine, so it has my has my profile. And it has you know it has Facebook, it has uh, LinkedIn, and what was the other thing? I, I think there, there were three on there. But anyway, yeah. So and and I did that through like Fiverr. I had I had. I probably paid thirty-five bucks or something like that to have it designed, and uh, it, it was okay. a no-brainer for me. But yeah, a business card. But you could do that, Kevin. You could do that. You could put those standard links at the bottom of your. See, I, I don't have those little icons, but I do have, as I said, I have my LinkedIn address in under my yeah. name, under my name, name, company name, mm-hmm. phone number, email address. I think it is, and then uh, no, it's the email address is probably already in the. But anyway, I have a, I have my. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn address, so people can just click it and see a little bit of my background. Okay. Okay. If you're cool. doing that, make sure you got yeah, a good. Use... If you're doing that, have a good, robust LinkedIn profile. Make sure that is heavy, nice, and filled with, yeah, good stuff. You know. Well, my, my concern is I I have a W two as well, and I've been using LinkedIn for that as a professional for many years, and I'm still there. So. I'm right. struggling with that, whether Yo. I'm going to convert it over or keep it there because uh, the WT doesn't know what I'm doing. So. I get you. Yeah. I get you. Yeah, you can hold Separate on that. Worlds. <laughs> yep. I've gotten burned a while back on that, and I've learned to keep it separate. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's a, it's a plan. Uh, I hear you. Are you guys using QR codes on any of your advertising? Nope. Nope, we're not. We're a little old-fashioned for that. Come on. <laughs> I'm an well, old guy, I, I Kevin. I we're in the same I'm, I'm almost right dead. <laughs> You're so old. You're almost dead, John. <laughs> oh, I teach my friends, how old is dirt? You're yeah. old in dirt, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, Kevin. All right. Great. Hey, so, 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 John, you, you and I are business partners. You're telling me that on your email, you get this signature thing on the bottom, and you give out your personal uh, cell phone. I, I've never had your personal cell phone. You don't. You, you won't even share that with me, and I'm your business partner. Well, when I when I send emails to you, I delete that line, Scott. 
<laughs> That's what it is, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I think you know. All right, Kevin. Each other. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah. see you. All right, bye. We got no one coming up here now. Uh, somebody from Ohio. Who is this, please? Yeah, hi, it's Kay again. Thanks for taking my question again. Uh, based on what you guys said about um, wraps versus subject to, I think it's great for the seller. But um, I thought you said it didn't cost anything. And my question is, since it's actually recorded, I guess as a mortgage, wouldn't you have to pay transfer tax or stock stamps, whatever they call it in that state? Okay, I'm glad you asked this question, Kay. <laughs> let me Thank stand you. up. Let me stand up and pace around a little bit here. So here's the thing: you you got to be really careful, you know, uh, when you're because you are taking title to that property. Is that not so? That's true. Yes. And what would you call it if you? evaded paying taxes that were properly due for taking title to property. i call it tax evasion, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. If you, if you were to, I mean, you can be careful. It's a business decision. But if you were to take title this way to a property, you actually did, they actually did transfer title to you. And there are laws in your, I, well, some states, actually some areas don't have transfer tax. But assuming you do have transfer tax in Ohio. Yes, then we do. When you take title of property, you owe a, some municipality the transfer tax. And if you decide that you, if you think that you are going to hoodwink the, you could, you could put it into a trust maybe, transfer trust and get shrouded in the title of some transfer. But the only way you're going to do it is there's no lawyer or title company who's going to do that transfer without notifying the, the proper authorities about you paying transfer tax. I don't think so. The only way you could do it, I suppose, is if the property was put into a trust and the, the beneficiary assigned their beneficial interest to you. Okay? That can be done. I think that's legitimate in the case of like a probate thing or to avoid probate. I think if, if you had property and you had kids, grandkids, and they're going to inherit it, I think you can do that legally. But I am not an attorney, so you're going to have to talk to your, the attorney about that kind of thing. But you're not talking about that. You're talking about taking title to a property and not paying transfer tax, and I would strongly advise against that. No, I'm not um, suggesting not pay transfer tax. You would, I thought you said doing a wrap uh, doesn't cost anything. And my question is, wouldn't you have to pay, because I know you have to pay transfer tax, wouldn't you have to pay transfer tax, say, twice because of the wrap? Because it, no. I mean, two mortgages. That was my question. I thought no, okay. some states so the, the had transfer to pay. Tax is, no, that's a good question. Transfer tax is not tied in any way to a mortgage. Transfer okay. tax is tied to the transfer of a, of a deed, of a warranty deed or, or any kind of a deed. We have quick claims. In Massachusetts, they don't use warranties anymore. It's just a quick claim deed in Massachusetts. It has the same power as a warranty deed. But the, the transfer tax is connected to that act of transferring a deed from one party to another. So whether, mortgages have subject, nothing to do with it. Yeah, so whether if it's subject okay. to, whether if you get that title, uh, the uh, deed subject to or with the wraparound, the reality is you got the deed. You, you own the house. You got to pay. Okay. So you wouldn't have to pay double transfer tax. That was my question. I thought maybe you would have to pay double transfer tax since you're recording two documents 
no, 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 no. The, okay. the again, the the transfer tax is because of the deed that gets recorded. Yep. Transferring right. from one party to another is the deed that happens once in that transaction. You, you're going to record lots of things. You might record. They're going to have. They're going to record. Uh, like I say, I said earlier, you might have to record a certificate of trustee or an affidavit of trustee. Uh, you're going to record a wrap around a mortgage. Um, there may be other things that have to get recorded, and sometimes. No, not sometimes. At least up here, they do. You have to pay to record this stuff. And and if you have like lots of things, if you have like a hundred pages to record, it's going to cost more than recording five pages. There's no question about that. At least you know, up here it is. Up here in the Northeast. Sure. Yeah. But when sense. I say you pay nothing, it, it, you know, it's five bucks, ten bucks. I call that nothing. So the point of it is, is that when you have a, you you will not record the trust document. You will fill out the trust document, and it will say that the 123 Main Street Realty Trust, it just created, and you'll have the name of the, the, the uh, trustee and the beneficiary in this, this uh, trust agreement, declaration of trust and agreement. That goes in your file. It does not get recorded ever. Right. What I guess, might have uh, to get recorded. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I, when I, cause I knew you had to pay transfer tax, and I thought maybe the RAP mortgage would generate you have more tax, you know, like double transfer no. tax because it's, you know, two documents. But I see what you're saying. There are lots of other documents that you record, but you're saying the right. transfer tax would only be paid once, not twice, if you do a wrap. Because yeah. I know you said doing a wrap doesn't cost any money, so I just wanted to clarify that. No, it doesn't. Because the, the cost, and by the way, there's, more, there's, there's attorney's fees, right? And your attorney might say, I'm going to charge you an extra 50 bucks because because I had to uh, read the trust document. Uh, all right. I mean, I don't know. They, some attorneys like to squeeze every nickel they can, but uh, sure. I provide the trust document. I, I use Ron's trust document, and I provide it, and I fill it out. I say, here, I want this. this is, and I'll give it to my attorney so he knows that this trust exists, but he is, he is instructed, do not record this. You do not record this trust document. And, then, and I ask him, is there anything I have to record because it's a trust? And he'll, he'll advise you on that. Um, okay. But the... The, the, the transfer tax, which in some states, New Hampshire especially, it's one and a half percent. Other states even more, like three, four percent transfer tax. It's the transfer of the deed from one party to the next that triggers the transfer tax. Nothing else triggers transfer tax, and you're only transferring it once when you buy the property. I will say this though: now you own it, and now when your tenant buyer cashes out in five years or ten years, it triggers it again. It's another transfer. Okay. okay, so, so yeah, every transfer is transfer tax. That makes sense. I just didn't want to um, have – I just wondered if I should prepare to pay double – as I said, double transfer tax because of the recording the, the deed plus doing the right mortgage, but you're saying no. So I just wanted to no. clarify that because I thought, oh, that can get kind of expensive. <laughs> you know. uh, you're right, it would be. But, I don't know, what's your, what's your transfer tax rate in Ohio? Well, um you know, I'm just starting, so I don't know the house I bought before. I can't remember. I'd have, to, you know, I have a, I own my house ten years. I cannot remember, but I know it's not cheap, like in most states. I forget what it is. It may be so much per thousand dollars, but I, I should know that, shouldn't I? <laughs> well, you, you will definitely need to find that out soon enough. Um, it's one dollar per thousand. It says here. <laughs> now, this is the, an official. It's an official website, so it must be true. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> a dollar per thousand. Well, you know, it's probably correct. I mean, it's, it's uh, 
it's just a, 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 a let's see real estate transfer taxes yeah a dollar per thousand of the value of the property so a, a five hundred thousand dollar property is five hundred dollars that's not much no that's not too that's bad not I much. think other states are a lot more aren't they no no doubt about it uh, that that's only what that's um that's a tenth of a percent isn't that right yeah, if it's if it's a dollar for a thousand per tenth of a percent, New Hampshire is New Hampshire is one and a half percent. New Hampshire is fifteen times that. Yeah. Wow, so, that's amazing. I think Ron was saying in Florida where he lives, it's more expensive too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Every state's different. I do think there's some. I think Texas has zero, isn't it? I think. Texas I've heard that too. I've heard yeah. Texas is really cheap. <clears throat> But I hear their property taxes are ridiculously high in Texas. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They get their money somewhere in every state, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they get the other, for sure. Yeah. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, you well, know it. Well, thank hey, you I for clarifying that. Before, I just yeah. wanted to see, you know, you know, if I was, I don't know where I got the idea I'd be paying double transfer tax. I guess because you're recording two documents. But like you say, you can record lots of other little documents. But um, yeah. I just wanted to be prepared. <laughs> All okay. Right. All right, okay. Good, good talking to you again. Thank you. Nice talking to you guys again. We'll see you on one. Are you guys going to be on the uh, Ron's thing on the 20th, the um, summit? Yep. We oh, good. So. We'll see your pretty faces again. I watched the last oh. one, and I, I got to see who you guys were for the first time. <laughs> okay. It's always nice. Oh, like it's like that. seeing the celebrity, you know? <laughs> I yeah, like yeah. to see a lot. <laughs> Well, right, thank great. you, guys. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at the summit, and thanks for answering my question okay. again. Appreciate it. Okay, anytime. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott we, and, and listeners, we have a bunch of listeners. We have nobody else in the queue with questions, so either we could tell a bedtime story. Ooh, could I sing? No, please don't sing. Uh, okay. <laughs> you could, yeah. We could tell a quick story and see if anybody gets into the queue and asks to be heard, uh, or we can complete the call. It's eight twenty. I mean, usually we go to eight thirty. Even one time, I think nine o'clock in these calls. But if anybody else has anything to ask, the queue is empty, and you're welcome to press star six and see if you get into the queue. <clears throat> in the meantime, Scott, you got any good stories? Oh man. You mean you mean like real estate stories or what, you want you want to tell about the video that we just sent to uh, Ron? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So so this is a video that that'll be coming out here pretty soon. So it's it's John and I in this uh, in a really ugly house. It's actually a, a pretty old house. I think actually John, I think that was built in uh, 1800. The year 1800. Uh, you're you're correct. You're, I know it's a, it's a, at least a couple hundred years old. Yeah. Old New England farmhouse. Yep. Yep, so this was like 3,000 square foot house. This was an active farm, and I had been in that house a few times when the tenants were living in that house. So this, this owner was renting that thing out to these farm people, and they had, I think they had every animal on that farm was inside this house. I mean, unbelievable. And, well, they finally moved out, and we were able to work out something here with the uh, seller, John and I decided we were going to go ahead. We're, we're under contract. We decided we were going to go ahead and just wholesale it. And, John, I'll have you talk about the uh, the extra piece of land here in just a second. 
but the condition of this house, and John and I have seen a lot of stuff. I mean, I feel like we're pretty tough-skinned. We can walk into a lot of places, but <laughs> whoo, I think this one might be the cherry on the cake. Cause well, I used to build, don't forget, Scott, in my earlier life, I used to build sewage plants, so this didn't bother me that much. Uh, <laughs> this house like a sewer. But anyway, there's more crap in that house. I mean, literal crap, literal, literal crap like from <laughs> all kinds of animals. I think the dodo bird was living in that big cage. I uh, think you're right. Six-foot cage. You know? Six-foot yeah. cage, or, or, or maybe there was, well, anyway, maybe there was a man-eater in there or something, but uh, so it was a pretty nasty house. We got it under contract, but the thing that really made this property work is this extra land. I'll have you talk about that, John. Sure. So it's, um, so it's basically a five, roughly a five-acre piece of land, and in this town, um, you have to have a minimum two acres to, to uh, build a, uh, a house on it. And so um, the house itself is just not worth anywhere near what we well, I shouldn't say it. It's not really worth that much compared to what we're paying for the, the whole property. But yeah, the gold is in the piece. The extra two is an extra two, two acre lot. There's a two acre lot in the bat. Been divided already, and uh, so we put it on the wholesale market. And rather quickly, um, we got some we got a couple of buyers. A couple of buyers to we're going to make a nice. What do you call it, Scotty? It's got uh, a bag of money falling from the sky. You know, so, this is, yeah, this is how I said it, that this is the beautiful thing when you do wholesale because it doesn't take a lot of effort to wholesale. <coughs> it, it feels like when, when, when we get the check, it feels like a bag of money fell out of the sky, like, wow, that's <laughs> easy, just easy. Too easy, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it's the two-acre lot in the back that, that makes this a good deal for us where we can uh, buy it. We've got it under contract. And we got it on contract with a seller, and who's the owner, and with a uh, a buyer. And we got a couple more things to do, a couple of uh, fine, we call them some T's to cross and I's to dot. Yep. And uh, we we got a nice deal, nice deal on yep. it. So. Uh, and in case someone's wondering, we I mean John and I also do uh, you know rehab houses as well, and I can tell you we're pretty finicky on our rehabs, but but we do pretty good on our rehabs because we are finicky. Right. This right. place, I mean, this, the, the value of this house fixed. Well, up. the fertilizer. The house is full of fertilizer too. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> fertilizer can be valuable, but not in this case. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the value of this house is going to go up tremendously once it's rehabbed. But it's going to be, it's going to be 150 to 180 grand to rehab this house. John and I are like, we are not going to work that hard. To yeah. make this there's just no way, and so I'd rather have money fall out of the sky and get. We it. did it once. We did it. We had a 200-year-old uh, old uh, New England farmhouse one time that we get into it, and uh, man, they tangled with that bad boy because we had to gut it right to the studs, and then the studs, the old rough sawn studs, they're not a full six inches. We had to fur them out, put reinsulate, new electrical, new plumbing, everything, the whole house, and that was a real big project for us. And uh, it's just it's just not worth it. You can make. A lot more money doing a, an easier project. Do or do two easy projects and make more money. You know. You mentioned that uh, you mentioned that property, and I got goosebumps on the bottom of my feet. We don't talk yeah, about that. No, we don't. We really don't. There's a few things that that we're talking. Now, on this case here, that the buyer, well, he he's really into is building new houses from the ground up. So to him, uh, the property is probably a gold mine. He's gonna make some good money out of it, and God bless him. And we're yep. gonna make some good money to fair share. So, and God yeah. bless us. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Well, every one of us. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a. Uh, I don't see anybody else getting into the queue, Scott. It's uh, going on to eight thirty. 
So uh, maybe it's time to bid adieu. Unless you got another story, a bedtime story. Only, only to point to uh, the summit coming up. Remember the summit coming up. Uh, yes. There's a lot of stuff going on. You're definitely going to want to jump in on that. So, and uh, and John and I will be a part of that as well. So, but uh, I appreciate everyone tuning in tonight. Hopefully, there was some good value for you guys to to walk away with, uh, some things to consider. And uh, glad you're in, you're on Ron's planet. Amen. So, All right, that's it. Signing off. Everyone have a great evening. Peace out, baby. All right, see ya.